Welcome to American Players Theater Talk Backs to Go. I'm Buzz Kemper, and I invite you to take a walk to the Touchstone Theater with Orrin Schroeder and me as Orange talks with actors Colleen Madden and Christina Panfilio about APT's 2019 production of A Lovely Sunday for Creve Coeur by Tennessee Williams. A Lovely Sunday for Creve Kerr is a one-act play with two scenes written late in Tennessee Williams' career in 1976, and he sets it, like many of his plays in St. Louis, this one in the mid-1930s Depression era. And the title refers to uh, the fact that two of the characters are preparing for their weekly Sunday picnic in Creve Kerr Park, which is an actual park in St. Louis, and uh, the name of the uh, par- lake in the park, Creve Coeur, refers to the French word for heartbreak, although this may or may not be relevant to the play, but it is an actual place, and uh, certainly St. Louis is a, a setting that Tennessee Williams knew and and used often in his work. So I have with me the um, two uh, featured women characters, uh, Bodie and Dorothea. So I'd like to ask um, Colleen and Christina to start by talking a little bit about um, the friendship between the two of you and how that is important in this in this play. Well, we're roommates uh, in the play. One of the actually one of the one of my favorite things about this play is that a lot of questions go unanswered. So it's clear in the play that we live together, uh, that we've been living together. That's not very specific about how long. It's not very specific about our friendship, but it's clear that we have a relationship that is complicated and meaningful and rich. So we get to make up a lot of the answers to that. There's, a, I think, a pretty significant age difference. We're both... Um, Oh, in the 30s, we would be considered past our prime. Um, my character, Bodhi, is definitely past marriage prime. And I think Dottie, Christina's character, or Dorothea, is uh, still hoping. Um, so uh, they're women of a certain age, and um, they both work. They both have to work. They're both single. Um, and... Uh, that makes life complicated in terms of uh, their identity and their place in the social structure. Uh, You know, the dream is really to get married and have children, but they're of a certain age and they're working, which casts them in a bit of a negative light. And what can you say about um, each, each woman's character and background? Well, my character is from Memphis. Uh, Recently, Again, the play doesn't specifically tell us how recently I've moved to St. Louis, but we make up pretty recently. Um, I'm a teacher, I te- a teacher of civics at Blewett High School and moved into this apartment with Bodie, again, relatively recently. Um, and in terms of who she is and what she stands for, uh, is a woman who believes in love and marriage and a partnership and uh, a healthy sex life. And uh, I think 
I think it's fair to say all four of these women don't quite fit into a specific type or a specific, like it's four women who are so holy themselves that they, and refuse to be anything else and know themselves really well and don't quite fit into what the world expects them to be, if that makes sense. Do you see elements of uh, Blanche Dubois in a streetcar named Desire in your character? Yeah, I see it. A lot of there's a lot of speculation about that. Certainly, there are parallels. I think he he a lot of his writing is that way. I think I think he he wrote so much about his sister and his mom, and um, it's almost impossible not to see that stuff. But I also think that she's not Blanche. You know, I see the similar threads, but I I also see how she's her own, you know, completely her own person. And how about about Bodhi? Bodhi is, I love Bodhi so much. <laughs> um, you know, if, if you were to comb through Tennessee Williams' um, other plays, I would say she's kind of like Amanda from Glass Menagerie, mm-hmm. only an Amanda who just you know, she just dispenses with any disappointment. She's just going to move along. She's a joy machine. Um, she's kind of like Amanda on speed. <laughs> and, and she's just really happy, and she's trying to make the best of things all the time. What I really... So this play is very, very funny. It's very wacky. There's almost a, a bit... There's like a... It's, it's very bittersweet. There are moments that are almost farcical. There are moments that are tragic. Um, it's really a really wonderfully balanced play in that way. And um, I think one of the reasons I really love it, as Christina says, I think Tennessee Williams didn't really ever write stock characters. He, he knew that human beings struggled with devastating disappointment in life, especially once you get to a certain age, you think, oh, I guess is it. this is it. It's, it's all, you know, it's set now. And... And I love that he shows these four women, each of whom have, uh, um, are dealing with or have dealt with an intense, devastating disappointment or tragedy. And he shows how they are absolutely scrabbling to make a life for themselves. And um, I love that he, he takes so many elements of what's really human and puts them all in this teeny, teeny, very um, exquisitely loud apartment. Um, so we're all stuck together and we have to face each other's um, survival skills, su- survival tactics. Can you tell us about some of the other characters in addition to the, the two women that you're portraying? There are two other characters in the play. Uh, one of them is Helena Brookmeyer. She's a friend of my characters. Uh, Bodhi's character, Colleen's character, does not, uh, and Helena do not know one another at the beginning of the play. And I don't know, I think of her as sort of, she and Bodhi could not be more different, uh, which is, of course, delightful to watch them learn who one another are. Yes. Um, And she's actually not really very much like my character either. And yet we... We sort of get along, I don't want to say too much, but I mean, we, we have a relationship that is also very different from Bodhi and Dorothy's relationship. Um, but Helena she's, she's on my team, sort of, in the, 
go, yeah. she's she's a much higher class than the rest of us. She's been clearly educated, has probably traveled, and she's trying to maintain a certain lifestyle. Again, as a single woman who's employed yeah. d- during the depression, um, and then the other character is Sophie Gluck, uh, a woman who speaks only German, who lives upstairs, who's recently lost her mother and is dealing with unspeakable grief. And that doesn't sound funny, but it's a little Sometimes funny. Sometimes it is. <laughs> and speaks only German. Mm-hmm. So she speaks only German. So she has no lines in English. Uh, a, a few Just words a few. in English and everything else is German. That would be a challenge. There are definitely communication challenges. Yes, there are. Inside of the play. With the German and the English, I yes, would even, argue. Yes. That's fun. So what can you tell us about the plans that Michael Gagnon has for the set and Devin Lee Painter for the costume designs? Well, there's a. The stage directions are very um, specific. And also, there's a passage in the play that Helena um, speaks that enumerates all of the different colors and all of the different elements of the apartment. It's a very small apartment, it's, a, it's an efficiency apartment that two women are sharing. <clears throat> it's very loud. Bodhi, my character, has decorated um, with abandon. Um, and, uh, so Michael Ganio has really stuck to that, like, um, kind of like the Bible. He's, he's a wonderful designer. He's just got a great sense of humor and a great eye. There's a working kitchen. I'm making chicken and boiling eggs. Um, and, uh, and the costumes are, I think they're, they show us, showcase each of us to be very different. Yeah, they're pretty straightforward. I've not seen any of your stuff, but um, my character has spent every last penny on maybe things she doesn't need, um, but make her happy, a little more attractive, and attractive. And so, you know, I get to uh, wear some fun period clothing, dresses, and they're all very, you know, they're of a, of a period, mm-hmm. and that's really fun. I think what's great about Devin, you know, she looked at my character, and, and there's a, a sense that my character is quite a bit older, maybe a little old-fashioned. So I'm wearing period clothing that are a little out of date, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas Dorothea and Helena are uh, much more up-to-date, but even Dorothea and Helena are very different. They have very different tastes. So it's really interesting to see mm-hmm. how these women dress themselves. And Sophia Gluck barely leaves the apartment, so she's got her own kind of uh, her, her own mourning going on. Um, and Michael Ganio and Devin Painter, our set and costume designer, have uh, worked together a lot in the past years. They really understand. They have a shortcut of vocabularies. They really understand each other. And I think it's probably been a challenge for Devin to dress us in a way that. Uh, in which we can be in this apartment and not be incredibly garish against the wallpaper and the colors and the really stuff. Wonderful. There's so a lot of stuff a on lot the stage. So yeah, and you have a new director for this play. She's never worked at APT before, and that's always exciting. It uh, is exciting. She is um, a wonderful actor and uh, a wonderful director. She's got. She's so smart and so passionate. Um, she's really fun. I mean, we, we, 
it's amazing we get any work done because we, we do. We talk <laughs> about true. stories in our own lives a lot. But you have to because you're doing Williams. So it's all about stories of women's lives. Um, but she's very, very smart and very generous and um, extremely passionate. So there have been moments where we've all had different opinions and we, you know, we hash it out together. And uh, she's, you know, she's very generous with it, you know, listening to everybody's direction. And we pick something and we go with it. And then we change directions and try something else. Um, well, she's extraordinarily generous and mm-hmm. extraordinarily ferocious. She's all ferocious. at the same time. It's yeah. really cool. She's and smart, she's, smart, smart woman. And she is a nerd. She's a text <laughs> language nerd. So there are lots of these moments where she'll say, "Remember, you've got a that in there," or "Remember, that's italicized," or "You've got a dash," and then an ellipses. And I'm like, "Robin, how do I play that?" She's like, "Well, <laughs> you know," but uh, but it's great. I think she's a great fit for APT because she is all about language and ideas and gut and heart, which I think is basically theater in a nutshell. And also yeah. Tennessee Williams. And so Tennessee yeah. Williams in Thank a you nutshell. both for helping bring these women to life on stage. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. American Players Theatre Talk Backs to Go is a co-production of Orange Tree Imports and Audio for the Arts. Please find us on iTunes and YouTube under APT Talk Backs to Go. Our theme song is called Play in the Woods and is written and performed by myself, Ben Ferris, Tyler Willenbrink, Noah Gilfillan, Elliot Gilfillan, Grant Blaschka, and Susan Hofer. With Orange Schroeder, I'm Buzz Kemper. Thank you for listening.